Are you ready to dominate your industry and build maximum credibility? We're going to show you how to do that on this episode of the Do This Sell More Show. Hey there, workplace warriors. If you are looking to build profitable, lifelong relationships, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Do This, Sell More podcast, where you can make more money than you ever imagined and still get home in time for dinner. Don't miss out on expert tips and strategies from best-selling author Dave Lorenzo and his high-performing guests. The formula is easy. Listen and take action. In other words, do this, sell more. Now here's your host, the master of relationship sales strategy himself, Dave Lorenzo. Hi, my name is Dave Lorenzo. This is the Do This, Sell More show. We are here every day with great sales strategy for you to help you make more money and get home on time for dinner every night. Today, we're talking about how you can build maximum credibility within your industry, and I'm going to show you how to do that using a tool that you're already familiar with. We're going to show you how to build maximum industry credibility with LinkedIn. Before I get to that, I want to welcome you to the show today. We are here every day at 9 a.m. on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. It is an absolute thrill to have you as a part of our community. Before we get into talking about how you can build maximum industry credibility using LinkedIn, I want to once again welcome you to the show. We're going to shoot through this show and do it live. In the future, we're going to be doing lots of live shows. In fact, that is a huge priority for us as we move into the new year. So for the next 10 shows, we're going to record the shows all the way through from beginning to end as if we're doing the shows live. That means you may occasionally encounter a mistake made by your wonderful and talented host, me, and that is something that you should absolutely chuckle at, but please forgive us for these mistakes because we're doing the show as if it's live in front of you right now. In addition, we're going to be doing some of these shows in the upcoming year in front of a live audience, and when you're in front of a live audience, whatever happens, happens. So thanks for joining me here today. I appreciate you being with us. All right, we're getting started, and I need to share a piece of personal information with you. A few days ago, about six days ago, as a matter of fact, almost a full week, I decided I was going to stop drinking coffee. I was going to cut coffee out of my life. And I didn't know it was going to be this difficult. You see, I have been drinking six or seven cups of coffee and then a shot of, or at least one shot of Cuban coffee uh, throughout the course of the day. Some days it would be two or three shots of Cuban coffee in the afternoon and six or seven regular cups of coffee in the morning. And of course, there are all kinds of negative side effects of that, the least of which is gastrointestinal challenges that range from stomach cramps to, well, you can imagine. So I woke up one morning and just decided I was going to stop and see what happened. And I have to tell you, the first few days were really, really rough. I cut out the caffeine and I didn't wean myself off. I just went cold turkey. I developed headaches the first day right after. And the headaches were two days long and I happened to be on the road. So I was popping Tylenol constantly. As time went on, the headaches subsided. But this feeling of lethargy, like I just didn't have any energy or any desire to move forward. And 
I was also a little bit cranky or crabby in a bad mood because that's what caffeine does to you. It gives you that high and it causes these temporary conditions. Well, we're six days in now and the headaches are completely gone. My quality of sleep at night has improved dramatically. I'm sleeping all the way through the night without any interruptions and that's something I haven't done in years. And that alone is worth the price to pay of the withdrawal symptoms. But I have to tell you that this withdrawal was much more difficult than I initially imagined. So what's the business lesson here? I mean, this is a show about business. This is a show about you growing your revenue. What's the lesson for you in all of this? You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I've been uncomfortable all week. I got physical symptoms going on and I've been uncomfortable all week and it's been a learning experience for me. However, I wanna tell you that I think the benefits will be worth it in the long run. If they're not, I'll learn from it and I'll go back to drinking coffee and move on. That's the thing with business. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So if you're trying some of the things we recommend here on the Do This Sell More show and it makes you uncomfortable, that's a situation that's going to be with you for the rest of your career if you're doing something right. The minute you feel comfortable, the minute you get complacent, that's the minute your business starts to decay. That's the minute you start to decay mentally. You always have to challenge yourself so that you're on the edge of discomfort and from that discomfort comes growth. Okay, let's talk about some of the ways you can leverage LinkedIn to build industry credibility. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, well, why is he talking about industry credibility? I want credibility across all different industries. I get it. Here's the real benefit for you in focusing on one industry if you're just starting a business or if you want exponential growth, focusing on marketing to one specific industry right now. If you want exponential growth, the more you can think like the people who you're marketing to, the more you can speak like the people who you're marketing to, the more you can enter the conversation taking place around the boardroom table, but more importantly, around the kitchen table in their homes, that's how people will learn to trust you. If you're in a business right now and you have specific pockets or industries of people that are interested in what you sell, Segment your marketing to be industry specific. And that means speak that industry's language, go to that industry's events, speak at that industry's events, immerse yourself in the culture of that industry. And the reason for doing this is because that speeds up the relationship development process. So let's look at some ways you can build industry credibility on LinkedIn. First, I want you to share value with articles that you create. You've got to be writing articles. I don't care if you shoot videos like me every day and you're posting the videos up there. We'll get to that in a minute. You've got to create articles that you share on LinkedIn, and my preference is once a week. And the reason is because that's what demonstrates your thinking to the people who are in the industry that you're targeting. The way you write is the way you think, and if people read your articles, they're going to know that you're an expert if your thinking is well-ordered and if your writing is succinct and to the point. 
Your writing also has to be persuasive to win people over to your point of view. If your writing is all of those things and you display your writing once a week on LinkedIn, a handful of people will see it each week. Maybe some people will share it, some people will like it, and that will expand your reach. That is critical to building your expertise, building your credibility within an industry group on LinkedIn. Publish articles once a week and then share them on LinkedIn. That is an incredibly powerful way to make sure people know that you're an industry expert. The second thing I want you to do, I want you to interview industry leaders. I want you to seek out the people who are leaders in your industry, and I want you to ask them to come on your show. Now, what if you don't have a show? Well, start one. Everybody should have a podcast these days. Go out and interview one industry leader once a week. It is super easy to start a podcast. We're going to do some shows on how you can start a podcast and leverage your podcast to be even more successful. And when we do those shows, you can follow the guidelines we set out. But there's plenty of articles on the internet that can get you started right now. Go out and interview industry leaders Post those interviews in two different ways on your LinkedIn profile. First, post the audio podcast. People love audio podcasts. They want to hear you interviewing these folks. Post that. And then post the transcript. Clean up the transcript. Get rid of the uhs and ums. Change all the colloquialisms out. Make it read like a narrative. And post the transcript on LinkedIn. People will love that as well. The third way you can build your credibility as an industry leader on LinkedIn is to upload educational videos. I do a video every day and it's on YouTube. You can see it at 5 p.m. on YouTube every day. The difference between the videos that I post on YouTube and the videos that I post on LinkedIn, well, sometimes I link my videos on YouTube to LinkedIn and that's fine, but LinkedIn videos need to be less than 10 minutes long and you upload them natively to LinkedIn. Just upload them directly to LinkedIn. Why is that important? Because LinkedIn likes videos that you upload directly to their system better than sending people out to YouTube because the videos you upload on LinkedIn keep people on LinkedIn. So doing video and uploading it directly to LinkedIn, as long as it's less than 10 minutes, that'll be great because LinkedIn loves videos that are less than 10 minutes. It helps you establish industry credibility because people see you, they see you speaking, they listen to you, and they think to themselves, hmm, this person must be an expert, he or she's making video, and they're posting it out there. The videos should make you look like a professional. Again, go to my YouTube channel, just Dave Lorenzo on YouTube, check out my videos, and you'll see how a professional video can look shot in a studio in your office, very easy, right there. You can do this. If I can do it, you can do it. It's very easy for you to do. Upload educational videos as frequently as possible. My preference, again, once a week. So think about that. You're doing an article and posting it once a week. You're doing an audio interview, posting it once a week. You're doing a video, posting it once a week. That's three pieces of content you're posting. And if you take the transcript from the interview and, and call that, make that an article, that's four pieces of content you have now. The last thing I want you to do, and this is a bonus tip for you, I want you to take pictures of yourself with clients and then write a brief profile of that client. I don't want you to write about yourself. I want you to take pictures of yourself with a client 
and I want you to create a client profile. I want you to say what's great about the client, how long they've been a client, how they do business, who their ideal client is, and how people can find them and work with them. These client profiles are incredibly valuable for two reasons. One, it's more content for you, and it shows people in the industry who you're working with. And the second reason is because that helps the client have content that they can share, and by sharing them, people will wonder who you are. Now, notice when I said, I want you to take pictures with your clients and upload the pictures with a client profile, I was very specific that I don't want you taking pictures of yourself alone and uploading pictures of yourself. LinkedIn is a cesspool full of the filth of self-aggrandizement and self-promotion. If you win a, an award in the industry and that award is a one-time thing per year and it's very special, have somebody else write an article and post the picture of you and then you share that. When you write and share things about yourself on LinkedIn, you look like a pompous ass. You look like someone who's a megalomaniac, who's narcissistic, who's only interested in themselves. You can post pictures or articles about you that other people write all the live long day, that's fine. But when you talk about yourself, nobody wants to hear that. Think about it this way. If you went to a cocktail party and you introduced yourself to people and you said, hi, my name is Dave Lorenzo and you really want to meet me because I just won the Henry Jones Award for Man of the Year from the Chamber of Commerce. People would say, you're a pompous ass, and they'd walk away from you. It's the same thing on social media, especially on LinkedIn. I don't care about your award. I don't care that you were at an event. I don't care about that unless you're presenting me with someone else who is at the event with you, and you want to introduce me to that person, then I care. You see, my friends, LinkedIn and social media exists because... People want to hear the sound of their own voice, but that doesn't mean you need to use it for that purpose. You need to use it for the purposes of making connections with people who are going to be relationships that will give you money in real life. And the way to do that is to get those relationships off of social media. But the only way people are gonna be interested if they see you on social media is if you provide value to them first. Give them something of value and they will return. Now it's time in our show for our focus on a question from one of our viewers. And today our question comes from, well, it comes from just about everybody. One of the things that everyone asks me is how I manage to get all this work done and still get home on time for dinner myself. I do a video and an audio program every day. I write articles and produce them, put them up on my website, and I also write a weekly email that goes out to all my followers. I do a monthly print newsletter, and I go out and I meet with people one-on-one -on -one to help them grow their businesses. I have a whole roster of clients that I coach privately. They pay me an outrageous sum of money to grow their business, and each one of those clients grows their business exponentially. I do consulting engagements with companies, law firms, and professional service providers, and I also do a lot of professional speaking. 
So how do I get it all done? How do I fit it all in? There are three tips that I can give you. And this question was just asked of me when I was out consulting with a client in a law firm in Baltimore just last week. So here are the three tips for fitting everything in. Number one, repurpose your content. You will notice that there is a lot of overlap in my content. If you follow me on the podcast and you watch the video show, you'll notice that some of the content is the same. I repurpose a lot of the content, but I provide something unique in each venue. So if you follow me on YouTube, you're getting content that the people on the podcast aren't getting. And if you listen on the podcast, you're getting content that people on YouTube aren't getting. But some of it is the same. That's how I keep all of my audiences happy. I repurpose a lot of the content because sometimes you need to hear things, in fact, all the time, you need to hear things multiple times in order for it to sink in. And I know people in my audience learn differently. Some of them are auditory learners. Some of them are visual learners. Some of them are more kinesthetic and they need to jump in and try things themselves. So I'm always using different modalities with some of the same material. So I repurpose content. That's number one. An article that I wrote last week becomes a video this week and becomes content for the podcast next week. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the second way I get things done is I schedule everything and I stick to the schedule. I don't deviate from the schedule. If I feel like crap, I still do what's on my schedule unless I physically cannot do it. I have the same routine every day, whether I'm at home or on the road. I follow that routine to the letter. Habits are the key to success, so that's number two. Number three is, candidly, I have a very supportive group of people at home, my family, that loves what I do. They watch my videos, they listen to my podcasts, and not only do they give me feedback, but they support me. If it's a Saturday and they know that I have a busy week ahead, they'll say, my kids will say to me, hey dad, can we help you shoot a video so that you can get ahead of the game for the week? And we make it a family event. My wife will help me out by uh, adjusting some of the content that I write so that I can post it, by proofreading the content so that it's error free and she'll post it for me by helping to run my online community so that I don't have to be there 24-7, 365. That is one of the keys to success, is having an incredibly valuable support team. I also have dozens of freelancers, I mean dozens, who provide me with all sorts of things that an in-house crew would provide for other people who do video, audio, and writing. I have editors, I have keyword researchers, I have video content producers, and I have people who help me do all kinds of research online behind the scenes. And without those people, nothing happens. So that's the third tip. You have to have a support team behind you. They don't have to be full-time employees. They could be freelancers. They could be family members. I use family members too. Those are the ways I get everything done. Thanks for joining me on the Do This Sell More podcast today. We will see you right back here again tomorrow. Until tomorrow, here's hoping you do this and sell more.